Alright everyone, this is Scotsman here, going over Bet Pro Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling betting tips podcast on the planet, because we chased all the others away, put them all out of business, Vince McMahon style. So today we're actually going to do a little bit different, usually we do the betting tips for the upcoming pay-per-views, but I wanted to try and come up with something in between those, because they're obviously spread out a bit. Money in the Bank, for example, was back you know a couple of weeks ago. Now we've got to wait another few weeks for SummerSlam and AEW. So I thought I would do a podcast on betting upsets in between uh, previewing the upcoming betting upsets for the um, like covering the betting upsets for the pay per view that's upcoming. Holy crap, that was bad. That was like a WWE production. Holy crap. Anyway, so we're going to cover the top five SummerSlam betting upsets. If you have any feedback on this, I would really appreciate it. You could email us, goingoverpodcast at gmail.com, or you could tweet us at betwrestlingpod. I know, that's a great one, isn't it? And you could also go to betwrestlingpodcast.com, and there's a contact links there. We've actually started a whole weekly odds feature there too, so you can see the any odds that have been posted that that week that you can actually bet on for example as of this time you can bet on cm punk's next opponent and there's some SummerSlam 2021 odds up okay so we're going to cover the SummerSlam. we're going to cover the top five betting upsets ever SummerSlam's had tons of upsets over 20 i'm not going to cover them all if you want you can go to betwwe.com which is my personal website and you can look up the entire betting lists uh, all the betting upsets there i've got every single one listed so top five, and we'll break down why it was an upset, you know, if the sports book messed up or whatever it was. Let's go. Number five was Cody Rhodes defeating Damian Sandow. That was 2013, plus 220 odds. That whole feud with uh, with uh, Cody versus Sandow was about the Money in the Bank briefcase. Sandow turned on Cody to win the briefcase. So with Sandow, I mean, everyone, uh, as a Sandow, I can't even remember now. He's been so, you know, gone forever. Anyway, with Sandow, um, he was the internet darling at the time, and everyone was so excited at him getting the push and so on, and so they expected him to, because he had the briefcase, they expected him to be built, be built up strong to face, I think it was John Cena was the likely opponent. Uh, anyway, they expected him to be built up strong, and they thought he would go for Cody, so he was the underdog for this one. Uh, he was the favourite, and Cody was the underdog at plus 220. However... <sighs> It's it's one of those things where it's like, what would you do and what would WWE do? If you had Damien Sandow plan- with the briefcase and you planned to possibly give him the title, you'd want to keep him strong and into that. WWE, however, what they do is they figure the briefcase is like a get-out-of-jail-free card. They can take whoever the briefcase holder is, depending on the status on the card, obviously, and job them to oblivion, and it doesn't matter because once they cash in the briefcase if they win then the champion you know and it, it, it everything changes so that was the the theory there that they would keep them strong everyone was wrong Cody the sports books cody got the win fifth biggest upset in SummerSlam history and not, talk of internet darlings it's weird to think about now um dolph ziggler 2014, he was a number four betting upset, plus 290 odds to defeat um, when he defeated the Miz. So that was plus 290, and Cody was plus 220. Back in 2014, Ziggler was a big internet darling. It's really weird to think that now because everyone hates him, you know. 
I'm so tired of him. I mean, I, I've seen some of his comedy. I'm tired of him too, my God. But he should stick to wrestling because he's actually better at that than stand-up. So the Miz had actually recently won the title and no one expected Ziggler to win here simply because he never got a push. The internet wanted him pushed. He never got pushed. Now, there was an interesting backstory to this. Was it WWE Network had just launched that year in 2014. Funny, it feels like it's been around forever. Interesting backstory was, the theory was that they would actually put the title on Ziggler to appease the internet fans. And so that, that was my theory. And I heard that theory a little bit from other people. So, and I tipped Ziggler on that one and bet him and he won the match. So, that's something to consider as real world situations. We've had that before where I, I, I mentioned Becky Lynch was an upset win when everyone expected her to lose. And it was because she was on a magazine cover a few weeks later. So, WWE wanted her to have a title belt on there. So, that's one theory is that in the WWE Network had launched and they wanted uh, subscribers to, um, before the quarterlies came out, you know, the, the conference call and all that, so they could show they've got good numbers. Whether or not that was the reason and they wanted to make the internet fans happy and support them, no idea. The title jumped back and forth between Ziggler and Miss, uh, Ziggler and Miss non-stop, because Ziggler actually lost it right after the network numbers came out, so maybe that was the reason, and then he regained it, then he lost it again, then won it, you know the drill. It's WWE, it's what they do. 2017, Jinder Mahal defeats Shinsuke Nakamura, plus three, two, five odds. So there's a real, this is another one where there's a backstory to it. Jinder was given the WWE Championship, and the the reason for that, many thought, was that he, because WWE were going to do a big tour or show in India, they wanted Jinder to be champion there. So that makes sense, right? Then the event apparently got cancelled, so everyone expected WWE to right the ship and give Nakamura the belt, basically, because there's no reason for Mahal to have the title belt if they're not going to India. So Nakamura became heavy favourite after that. Anyway, Jinder ended up retaining, so you know, so it shows that it was like potential real world situation didn't work out. The whole India thing ended up. Um, they went to India back in December, but Jinder actually already lost the belt then. And when they were in India, if you remember, he got defeated cleanly by Triple H. Yep. So the whole theory of him giving the belt for the India tour, there might have been something to it, but it didn't play into this match, basically. Number two upset, plus 550 odds, featuring... Jerry Kale defeating Enzo and Big Cass. This one, no one really expected Jericho and Kevin Owens to win. This is 2016 to say that. No one expected him to win. They were just a thrown together, two guys who kept fighting, feuding, couldn't be consistent. So you really never expected him to win here and win the, you know, and people also um, fancy booked the whole situation where Anderson and Gallows would win the titles on the same card and then they would feud with Enzo and Big Cass. Plus, people made the biggest mistake possible when it comes to wrestling betting. They, they thought, well, it's, it's in Brooklyn, Enzo's from New Jersey, Cass is from New York. So, of course, WWE will put over the hometown heroes. But if you know anything about WWE, you know that they bury the hometown heroes in their hometown more often than not. It's 
uh, outdated booking policy of getting heat for the return trip that makes zero sense whatsoever in this day and age, but it is what it is. Anyway, hometown heroes and uh, two thrown together singles wrestlers plus fantasy booking, which is always a big mistake people make when it comes to betting. All that and didn't mean Jack because Jericho defeated a Jericho defeated Enzo and Big Cass. Finally, the biggest betting upset plus seven hundred odds. So you bet a hundred bucks, you win seven hundred dollars. Twenty sixteen. What do I say? Always bet on Charlotte. That's what you should have did here. Charlotte defeats Sasha Banks in SummerSlam 2016. I actually wrote in this one, incredible price for Charlotte and just dripping of value. Just trust me on this one. Five units. This is where having accounts at all the different sports books works. Now, if I say just trust me, that's kind of like a Vince McMahon guarantee, basically. It's my little wink-wink to the readers. That's all I'm pretty much going to say about that. And now we'll cover what exactly happened. Sasha Banks was planned to retain the title belt here. Unfortunately, Sasha actually suffered a severe injury to her back, and so they had to do the title switch so she could take some time off. Now, that information was not actually available anywhere on the internet. Um, Dave Meltzer didn't have it in Observer or on Observer Radio. PW Torch didn't have it. You know, um, PW Insider, no one. It was not publicly known. So this one was a huge shock to the viewing audience and so on. So it was basically only a few people inside the company knew and no one leaked information or they leaked it and the people who received it decided not to publish it. So anyway, that was it. This was one where a real life injury actually caused a change, caused the betting upset. I've seen that happen a few times over the years. Now, not going to say I knew about it beforehand, but I did say, hey, five units, trust me. And in case you're wondering... Banks ended up actually not requiring surgery after all, and so her time off was less than expected. I think it was like four weeks, maybe? Five? Anyway, she ended up winning the title back off Charlotte on October 3rd. So that is the five biggest betting upsets at SummerSlam ever, just to run through them again. Cody Rhodes defeating Damien Sandow at 2013, plus 220 odds. Dolph Ziggler defeating The Miz, 2014, plus 290 odds. Jinder Mahal defeating Shinsuke Nakamura, 2017, plus 325 odds. Jericho defeating Enzo and Big Cass, 2016, plus 550 odds. And then the biggest SummerSlam upset ever, always bet on Charlotte, defeats Sasha Banks, 2016, plus 700 odds. So that's a good one. There was a lot of different reasons for, um, different reasons for the upsets. You know, you've got an injury, you've got... People just not getting WWE book, WWE booking. You've got the whole India thing with gender that didn't make you know didn't end up being a factor. You've got the potential Dolph Ziggler winning to appease the smarts. I don't really think that was the case in hindsight. It was just you know hot potato time when you look back at how the title jumped over and over again. So you know I mean it could be in relation to that. People you know the one people on the network knowing there's going to be title changes a lot and so that. So it could have been a small factor. Anyway that's it for me. You can subscribe to our podcast if you aren't yet at betwrestlingpodcast.com. If you have any feedback whatsoever you can email goingoverpodcast at gmail.com or go to your Twitter at betwrestlingpod. And finally, if you want to see all the SummerSlam betting upsets that is, like Rusev defeating Jack Swagger was one, Paige defeating AJ Lee, 
The Miz defeating Apollo Crews. Aye, that was an upset. AJ Styles defeating Cena. All them. You want to see where they all land? BetWB.com. It's on the homepage. That's it for me. We'll be back for SummerSlam 2021, where we'll go over the entire show, the betting odds, give you your betting tips, and then we'll be back for AW All Out, which will be coming up in September. And if there's, we might even do something in between, depending on if the sports books cover TV shows or not. Anyway, that's it for me. SummerSlam betting upsets. Hope you enjoyed. If you did, please share this podcast. Tell your mates, even the ones that don't like wrestling. Doesn't matter. Tell them. Like a bash wrestling on here, usually WWE, get in there, whatever. Cheers. Thanks for listening.